0: Primary ignition, primary ignition. This is the way. This is the way. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. What is up all of you Ugnats and Jawas out there and welcome back to another edition of the Book of Boba Fett after show presented by Mando Talk. And this of course is Mando Talk and I'm your host as always Caleb Keller. And there is no DJ tonight. He had uh, some fatherly duties that he had to, uh, you know, um, take care of. He had he had to take care of priorities in life and priorities in life are fatherly duties for dj right now so uh dj i appreciate appreciate you being able to do all the things that you're able to do uh, but i completely understand you not being here this evening so it is a okay but that means uh the guys and all of you out there that are watching live that means you are the co-host so drop your thoughts this is an open spoiler discussion on the book of boba fett chapter six so drop your thoughts in the live chat Uh, i would love to read your thoughts discuss your thoughts on air all right so keep those coming but before we get going before we get into uh spoilers before we get into spoilers for chapter six i wanted to you know, make an announcement. Last year, we had this opportunity to do this, and uh, I have been approached and requested to do this again and I I can't wait to do it at Star Wars Now This on Twitter reached out to me and asked if I would be interested in partaking in Star Wars Podcast Day which of course is on February 7th. The reason why it is on February 7th is because that's when the very first Star Wars related podcast ever aired which was titled Jedi Talk in 1999. So we've been asked to uh, partake and and join in on that day second year in a row so next week star wars podcast day we will be doing an entry for that um we might not be able to do it exactly on that date of uh february 7th but we will probably get it out the tuesday that we do the live stream like normal so we will have some form of entry for that and listen that's a big deal i mean star wars podcast helped me get through college uh specifically jedi uh, jedi council from from Collider really helped me get through college I listen to that podcast all the time uh, so I can't wait to partake in that day Uh, but wanted to make that announcement something uh, regarding that will be coming and I'm sure you've got other podcasts out there uh, that are going to be doing that as well so can't wait for that day but let's go ahead and get into some spoilers for the book of Boba Fett. So we've got uh, Ryan V in the chat said what's up early you know he was sharing something um, in there regarding the poll question that I actually have up and that poll question right now for you live listeners is simple and I'll probably come back to it later in this episode it says are you bothered by the lack of Boba Fett in the book of Boba Fett. I will share those results once we get going even more so, but keep on sharing your thoughts on that in that poll and then keep on, if you want to elaborate, elaborate in the chat. Uh, And then also uh, Michelle is back, RFB, Rafa. I can't wait uh, to continue to get all of you guys' thoughts in here as well. We already got some things flowing and, and immediately, and again, this is spoilers, so I'm safe to say this at this point, uh, cad bane was was the first thing here that ryan said he said it in all caps he said okay i'll be okay now um i don't know if i'll ever be okay again honestly after seeing cad bane show up live action that is just absolutely insane that that is actually a thing now that is absolutely crazy cannot wait to see what is gonna unfold with cad bane showing up in the book of boba fett like i still don't think that that this episode has really sunk in. Like all of the moments. I mean, we had, of course, Grogu show up. We had R2D2, Luke, Ahsoka, Cadbane. Insane. Absolutely insane. The amount of goodness and goodies that we got. In this episode, but without further ado guys Let's go ahead and get into those spoilers I can't wait to discuss this one Um, And we're going to do it a little bit differently tonight You know, typically with these spoiler discussions What we've been doing is we go pretty linear throughout the episode But I felt like it was actually better to to handle it like plot lines So we're going to handle, obviously we're going to talk about the opener first And then we're going to handle the plot line number one of the Jedi Academy planet I still don't know 100% what that planet is if you let me know, let me know, uh, if you know, let me know in the chat or let me know over on Discord and uh, and that link is in the description. So, We're going to we're going to do the opener. We're going to do that plot line and then we're going to do the Tatooine plot line last. Okay, so we're going to address all of this Luke, Grogu, Ahsoka kind of stuff here pretty early. So stick around and, and stick around for our Tatooine discussion toward the end. All right, let's get into it. The opener. Well, of course. Okay, I do this every week. I always forget before I get into the actual content. From the desert comes a stranger was the title. I had no clue what that meant, but I do have to say as soon as the opener happened, I thought that the stranger was just Cobb Vanth. Even though we know that that who Cobb Vanth is, uh, I thought that that's just the stranger that was going to show up out of the desert and, and come to Boba Fett somehow. That was my immediate interpretation when I saw that title, but we did uh, get this episode directed by Dave Filoni and written by Filoni but also John Favreau he also got some credit uh in there uh as writing it so the two of them were working together as they got this thing written so great stuff from the two of them uh Filoni continues to prove that he was George Lucas's padawan and he is now the master. He he just gets Star Wars and honestly I don't know how else to to elaborate to that I feel like we're just beating beating a, a dead horse at this point saying that Dave Filoni just gets it. He's phenomenal. Uh, I loved 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 his direction and his writing in this episode but but since we loved this episode so much let's get into these spoilers uh and let's finally discuss the opener so the opener is this pikes with spice and credits are on the edge of moss pelgo and marshall Cobb vanth shows up and he threatens them to get out of the town we called it i know that i had a lot of you agree with me in the chat saying that Cobb banth was going to show up i felt like before the series premiered that was the one character that i said was almost guaranteed and i'm so glad that i actually got something right because lately it has seemed like these tuesday live stream predictions my predictions have been way off so it was nice to have a pre-release prediction Come true, and we actually got Cobb Vanth. It was great. Timothy Oliphant is phenomenal as the character, and we'll discuss more about maybe the possibility of Cobb Vanth moving forward. But who knows? Uh, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. But incredible moment here to start the to start the episode. Cobb Vanth then kills three of the pikes and tells the remaining pike to go back to Mos Espa and tell their boss that if anyone is seen lost in Moss Pelgo again, they'll be lost for good and boy did his delivery uh, of that line really hit me it was great and then that one pike does leave he he leaves the spice takes the credit Cobb Vanth kicks that spice out of the chest really cool that we actually got to see it more graphically I know we kind of got it earlier in the series I believe it was like chapter two with the train uh scenes I believe where where the uh, Boba Saw it as he was kind of uh, threatening and intimidating those pikes as well. But really cool detail shot that we got of the Spice. I really, really enjoyed that. Okay, great opener. I mean, I I can't really say much more other than Cobb Vanth is just phenomenal. Honestly, I wish we could get more. I know we got him heavily, not heavily, but we got him a good amount in this week's episode. But but man, it it just never seems enough because for some reason, he's just so, so Cool to me but let me hop over to the chat before we move on to plot line number one let's see uh, what everybody is saying um michelle says i was in the no luke no grogu camp as far as this series 100 agree I, I mean i thought grogu was going to show up i thought it was just going to be like a slight tease of luke but man that's not what happened um And Michelle also said, didn't know how much I needed this episode. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, Rafa says, even we saw, we did see a Boba Fett cameo. We saw a Boba Fett cameo in the book of Boba Fett. Uh, Ryan V says, the opening was so important. Established how fast Vanth is to perfectly show how later, uh, how Cad Bane is on a completely different level. You know what? And that's great analysis there, Ryan V. I didn't even put those two together. uh, But yeah, you're 100% correct. Like the beginning showed that, that Cobb Vanth knows what he's doing and then that way maybe toward the end once we get to that moment and you know what if if you're watching this that means you've seen the episode when when cad bane you know he he does his thing he's even quicker so that just expresses how awesome cad bane is at his job uh michelle says think it through such a fantastic line from van yeah that line's been tweeted everywhere and shared on socials just great stuff great stuff uh rfb says the jedi academy in my opinion okay and i did ask earlier what that planet was looks like Agan claus agent claus uh the same planet the resistance was based on in the rise of skywalker the hills are just too similar did they name drop that planet in the rise of skywalker for some reason i am struggling uh with with remembering that uh because if so then i need to learn how to say it <laughs> if they did in fact name drop that in the rise of skywalker but we'll see uh we'll see i know there's a lot of theories out there right now about as far as where that jedi academy really is um, and we'll definitely discuss that so let's go ahead and get to that uh plot line number one the jedi academy planet Din Djarin is in his n1 as he arrives on a forest planet in search of grogu where r2d2 signals him into land when i saw r2d2's little signal or, or whatever you want to call it bring Din into land i knew from that moment boy oh boy this is going to be absolutely incredible i thought when we got Cobb vanth in the opener that that was enough but then when we saw r2d2 and and den and just lands and he takes him to this location uh to see this jedi academy kind of being built i was like okay all right we're doing this again this is going to be the second week in a row here where we're really going to maybe not focus as much on Boba Fett but I mean I was thrilled with the direction that we got it it was it was insane so R2-D2 does take Din to a location where that Jedi Academy is and it's being built by uh, droids where R2 just eventually ends up shutting off it was really funny that those building droids end up uh, preparing Din on a bench to sit at I thought that was good comedic relief there uh, but I, I want to just discuss this Jedi Academy for for a moment if you'll indulge uh, me on this discussion and and on this theorizing. Originally, in my notes, I, I was definitive. I said, this Jedi Academy is the academy that we see in the sequel trilogy flashback that's burning up whenever Luke, you know, puts his hand on R2 and he's crying, he's sobbing, he's upset. But then, you know, I started comparing the two frames, and in that flashback in the sequel trilogy, there are not that many hills. Now, it's completely possible that, that by the time the sequel trilogy rolls around, that Luke has branched out the Academy and it's all over the place as far as on this uh, terrain and on this planet. But at least in this frame, in this shot where we see Din Djarin look upon the building of the school, of the Academy, Uh, that doesn't really match up and line up with the landscape of what we see in the sequel trilogy but i have to say this i want that connection i would love for this to be the same planet Um, obviously i think the building at least structure we could easily see it be manipulated in a sense to match what we see in the sequel trilogy i would love those connections and i know some of you out there and and you know what? You can have your own opinion. I know some of you out there don't want sequel trilogy connections at all, but but I live for these connections. I love them because I think that it's gonna, I have shared this before. I think the Mandoverse has the potential and the ability to benefit the sequel trilogy like the Clone Wars benefited the prequel trilogy. And I think if they keep making these connections, then I think that it's gonna be a payoff that we're gonna come back to the sequel trilogy and just appreciate it even more so if you already appreciate it or maybe just look at it in a different light if you didn't appreciate it. And I think if, if the Mandoverse is able to do that, then then they did a phenomenal job. And I'm really hopeful that that this connection is a thing. But you let me know in the chat, in Discord, wherever, do you think that this is the same location that we saw in the sequel trilogy Flashback. I certainly would love for it to be. I know right now, as far as the images we've got, they don't necessarily perfectly line up. But I could also see it to where it was just a different shot or a different location on the planet to where we actually are on the same uh, same place. But you let me know. You know, I would love to hear your theories and your thoughts on that. Okay, so after Din Jaren takes a seat, we flash to our boy. Grogu but not only Grogu we flash to Luke Skywalker and I have to say the deep fake whatever whatever the uh the the technology or skills or format that they went with as far as portraying Luke Skywalker this go around you've probably heard it already looked phenomenal like it 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 was mind-blowing I had I had to just double take so many times like there I I thought there is no way that this is edited in any form this looks so realistic now obviously there are a couple moments especially when he talks that it it becomes obvious that obviously there's some deep fate going on here but man it was crushed It, it was knocked out of the park it looked great and honestly this made me fully get off of the train of sebastian stan needs to play luke skywalker if they're able to to make him look this good without you know bringing in a marvel actor or they bringing in an actor at all really other than the person that's standing there putting that and then that uh, mark hamill face is getting placed deep faked on that body um if they're able to do that that well I am all good with us continuing to go down that route. Now, I know this gets expensive pretty quick, I'm assuming, but still looks phenomenal. I was very pleased uh, with uh, Luke's portrayal in this episode, but in this actual scene, man, um, Grogu's training. And Grogu gets distracted by a frog. Of course, it's Grogu. Luke catches his distraction before the frog can be eaten. And I think this is how I interpreted it. At least Luke lifted like a ton of those frogs, and I think that was just to show Grogu like the power of the Force because Grogu didn't really ever have the opportunity to eat a frog. But but Luke, you know, displays that power. Um, displays the potential that you have when you connect with. The force, And I think, you know, maybe that's a that's a statement that's going to persuade Grogu eventually as far as what Grogu wants to do in the uh, upcoming future. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens and we'll get to that moment that I'm, that I'm vaguely referencing uh, here in a few moments. Uh, let's see. Ryan V pointed out in the chat. He said they had reportedly hired a YouTuber known for incredible deep fakes. You're correct. They did. I am blanking on that name right now, but you are on the money. That is actual fact. That is fact uh, that they did hire a YouTuber that's really, really, really good at deep fake. But man, this scene was, it was it, man. Uh, seeing those two just sitting there, connecting with the force, phenomenal stuff. Michelle says, Luke kind of just drops those frogs poor little guys were all kinds of confused absolutely yeah absolutely i didn't even think about this scene in the frog point of view but man i bet they are shook and they're probably trying to hop away as soon as this scene is over okay but luke and grogu end up going for a walk and of course it was it was gold it was perfect how luke just lifts grogu carries him that was phenomenal phenomenal stuff they know what they're doing as far as um Grogu and and treating the audience with with the cuteness of Grogu so they're going on this walk and Luke shares information on Yoda to Grogu and Luke senses Grogu Uh, he he gets into his his mind to sense the past uh, of Grogu's really for story exposition for us as an audience and man I did not see this coming in a book of Boba Fett episode at all Grogu is seen inside the Jedi temple where clones are executing order 66. Uh, And Luke then kind of after this moment, Luke ends up kind of expressing his interest, his high level of interest of uh, training Grogu after he kind of sees all of this go down. But man, just to just to touch on this order 66 moment, like I said, insane that we got this in the book of Boba Fett. I want to say people have have even spotted like barris off logo or some form in the hallway on the door somewhere in here in this jedi academy i mean that would be an incredible connection if there because i know there's rumors reports of barris offy being in the ahsoka series if she somehow had something to do with grogu's rescue or eventual getting out of there that would be incredible Uh, we do know in the clone wars that barris offy is currently in prison though Uh, while Order 66 goes down, but I'm sure maybe during the chaos, maybe she got out and she sees Grogu, she knows of Grogu, she gets Grogu. Who knows? But obviously this Order 66 flashback cuts off right when the clone troopers start going at Grogu and we don't know what happens next. So I'm sure we'll revisit it. This flashback though is very similar to Din Djarin's flashbacks in The Mandalorian. So I'm loving the poetry that we're getting here but phenomenal stuff like good gracious did not see it coming whatsoever that's like now the third or fourth time i've said it because it it just blows my mind that we got order 66 content from uh the book of boba fett but it's dave filoni can we be surprised can we be surprised all right let's see ryan v i'm sorry for being so chatty but have to acknowledge luke used his mechanical hand to use the force wow great call again I noticed the glove obviously, but I didn't even think about it. You know how cool it was that he, he used that. Uh, Michelle says, I think the deep fake guy is Shamook or something like that. You're right, Michelle. That's correct. It is Shamook. And then Rafa says, yeah, the Jedi Academy looks like the sequels. Obviously it's the beginning because, uh, the sequels we see more buildings and more deforestation, but the main building is like this one. And, and I'm, I'm leaning toward your thought there, Rafa, but, um, I don't want to set my mind on it because I don't want to end up being disappointed with it. But if I had to guess, I agree with you, Rafa, that it is in fact the same location, but that's just my opinion, my opinion. Okay. So I was talking about, you know, I'm not surprised that we got order 66 stuff because it's Dave Filoni. And the next thing that happens in the episode, we also shouldn't have been surprised because it's Dave Filoni, but man, I was surprised. Din Djarin wakes up and, and he's woken by ahsoka tano ahsoka of all people show up she was watching Dinjarn sleep take a nap and i was shocked Th- this probably of everything that we got in the episode was the most shocking for me uh that ahsoka of all people are there and then she drops this line of i'm an old f- friend of the family just to just to casually mention uh that, uh, yeah, that's why she's there. She's just an old friend of the family. And I am dying to know. I am dying to know how she knew to go there, how she knows Luke already. Like, we need this. And honestly, here's a little theory. Here's a little theory, guys. I think Ahsoka's only and sole purpose for being in this episode was to plug and tease what we could be getting in the Ahsoka series on Disney+. Plus. I think maybe one of the episodes is going to connect to Ahsoka knowing to go after Luke potentially Uh, because, well, because I just think it'd be cool. (laughs) No, but honestly, I'm thinking too, like we know in Ahsoka that Sabine is coming and when she goes to get Sabine, Ahsoka becomes Ahsoka the White, but she's still currently not in this shot Ahsoka the White. So I still feel like potentially these scenes that we keep seeing Ahsoka in the Mandoverse are prior to the Rebels finale. That's just a wild theory of mine. I think somehow all of these events right now are prior to Ahsoka going to pick up Sabine to go after Ezra, and maybe that's where the series starts Maybe that's where the Ahsoka series starts. Maybe she visits Luke to try to understand what's going on currently in the Force. Where could um, where could Ezra be? And he, she seeks out a Skywalker for that kind of information, and then she goes off on that journey. And that's where we'll continue the story with Ahsoka. But who knows? You let me know what you think of that wild. Admittedly, that wild theory uh rfb says ahsoka says master luke not master skywalker good call good call um and crazy stuff crazy stuff that we actually that we actually got that uh let's see r2 it's revealed that r2 took Din to that location purposely to prevent distraction of grogu uh it, it, ahsoka reveals that it's it, it's luke's intent for grogu to become the first official student which is absolutely beautiful. Um, And then Ahsoka expresses to Din that seeing Grogu would make things more difficult for Grogu's training since he misses Din Djarin so much. Oh, this was so tough, guys. It's like he was right there, right there. He saw Grogu across the way. And I wanted the moment so bad. I wanted the moment so bad of Din and Grogu hugging seeing each other loving on each other admiring each other's presence gosh but i i had to and, and maddie i watched it a second time with my wife maddie and even i had to express to her like yes this really stinks right now but man when that moment happens when they finally do link up because they're gonna hook up, they're gonna get together again uh because of the the little droid compartment that's been holed out for Grogu it's coming. They're gonna meet each other, they're gonna hug each other, they're gonna embrace each other again and it's gonna be so satisfying now because of this emotional decision that Din Djarin makes and he decides to give ahsoka the best car and for her to deliver uh, that gift to grogu and and yeah it was just so tough but but beautiful storytelling because like I, like I said, it's gonna lead to a great, Payoff. Uh, michelle says good catch hadn't even realized she's not ahsoka the white that's just a theory of mine you know it, it could just be that they want to stick to the same costume because it's familiar for our live action audience but but who knows rafa says imagine how many stories ahsoka told to luke about anakin and that's what i'm dying to know guys like they already know each other at this point in this episode I'll, i wanted to see the moments of them finding out about each other I feel like that would have been uh really, really, really incredible. Uh, but seriously, I mean, insane that we got this insane that we got this, but, but Din jarn ends up deciding to leave and Grogu just keeps on training. A- and as Grogu is training, first of all, he was being carried in a backpack similar to Yoda being carried on Luke's back and empire strikes back. So, so that was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, and, also, Grogu sees the N1 leave, and I would love to know what people think of that interpretation. Like, do you think Grogu knew it was Din Djarin, or do you think Grogu was just interested in the shiny N1 um, starship that was across the way? I would kind of like to think that Grogu connected in the Force a little bit there and, and felt Din Djarin's presence, but that's just my own headcanon, head, head theories uh, right now, but you let me know what you think of that one. Um We'll see. We'll see. Maybe maybe somehow it's revealed one day that, that Grogu did know that that was Din. Uh, but Luke, you know, continues to carry Grogu in that backpack. They go up and they kind of overlook this planet. And, and Luke kind of simplifies explaining the balance of the Force to Grogu and we get the swelling Force theme. Oof, guys, this is when the emotion started for me. The swelling force theme that we've heard seriously throughout the entire Skywalker saga got me. And again, it was earlier in the episode when I saw R2, I knew things were going to get awesome. And then this moment when I heard the force theme, I knew it was going to get emotional. You know, as soon as I hear that, I was like, okay, get get the tissues ready. It's going to be good. Uh, from here on out so we continue the training though grogu's practicing his balance as luke you know just randomly whips out his lightsaber and really i just felt like he was just showing off to grogu showing grogu the the powers the possibilities of the force Uh, really cool moments there and then um luke pulls out the you know a training remote now i don't know if it's the same one from the original trilogy because we see in the force awakens that finn pulls it out of uh, the Falcon. Now I don't know what he pulled it out. Did he? Did he pull the 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 training the uh, training droid the the ball? What it, I'm blanking on the name right now. I feel like I just said it. But anyway, did he pull that out of a bag in the Falcon? Did Finn pull that out of a bag in the Falcon, or did he pull it out of a a drawer? I can't remember because if it was a bag, then hey, we're onto something here uh, potentially. Uh, but Grogu ends up getting shot by this training remote, uh, which makes Grogu jump after kind of struggling to jump earlier in the episode and the cutest little jumps ever by the way it like jumps can never be cuter ever again and he's got the yoda hops man he's got the baby yoda's got the the yoda hops it it was great cute perfect and, and really cool seeing him jumping on the rocks in the river and then eventually taking that thing out. But, of course, while he takes that thing out, we get this incredible stuff behind the scenes of seeing Ahsoka side by side with Luke. And I just, I mean, let's just pause there. Like, we could just pause and reflect on that. Luke Skywalker and Ahsoka Tano are standing side by side. Um, Ahsoka says the quote, sometimes the student guides the master. And my mind immediately went back to Ahsoka really teaching Anakin a lot of things during the Clone Wars. Um, and it it was just in- incredible, this moment, guys. Like, I can't really put it into words what this moment meant. And I'm sure it meant to a, a great deal to so many people out there. And yes, Michelle, you mentioned Ahsoka said so much like your father. Oof. Oof. That was that was emotional. It was it was pretty insane hearing those things. Uh, Luke senses Din Djarin was on the planet uh, in this moment, which was pretty cool. Of course, Luke Skywalker is able to do that. Ahsoka reveals uh, the gift for Grogu. He, he, she hands it uh, to Luke. We don't know what it is in the moment, but she she hands it to Luke to end up giving to Grogu. And, and yes, Michelle, you already took this one and you're 100% right. Ahsoka says that Luke is so much like his father. And, and I have to say, he looks very similar to Hayden Christensen sometimes in, the, in, this, in this episode as well. So great, great job there too. Uh, and then Ahsoka says, perhaps when asked if Luke would see her again and leaves with a classic, may the force be with you. I think we're going to see them together again. I think we're going to see them conversate with each other in the ahsoka series i've already kind of theorized on that a little bit in this episode but uh we'll see how soon or how quick that can happen i, I really want it to be as soon as possible because i'm dying to know how these two came to came to just cross paths and what, what's going on with their relationship but maybe it's just something they hit the ground running with maybe they don't get that maybe we don't get that exposition between those two and that explanation. But regardless, if we do or we don't, incredible that we got this. Incredible that Ahsoka has found her way uh, to Anakin's son. I would love Ahsoka also to meet Leia. I just had that idea, too. Like, hey, it's possible. It is certainly possible. Uh, Okay, let me pause. Let's go to the chat. Feel like I've been rambling on here for a second. Uh, Ryan V says, Grogu knew. Definitely felt it through the Force. Okay, so we agree there. Michael Ooh, that's a new name that I haven't seen in the chat. Um, maybe, maybe not. He says, Luke has no idea how to train Jedi. It's interesting how he's very zen about it, but also only copying what training he did receive. That's a great point, Michael. You're on to something there. And Michael also says, agreed, such a simple line, but so much weight behind it that even Luke doesn't get it. That even Luke doesn't get or are we talking about the sometimes the student guides the master? I think that's the quote you're t- talking about there, Michael. Incredible line. Incredible line. Okay, so I know this is toward the end of the episode, but we're going to go ahead and address it while we're here on this tap- Or Excuse me. While we're here on the Jedi Academy planet. And that's the very end of the episode. Uh, Luke shows Grogu the gift from Din Djarin. Now, Luke offers Grogu a choice either yoda's lightsaber and let's just pause there how in the world does luke have yoda's lightsaber i was watching a video earlier i believe it was from star wars explained that was saying that in a comic uh yoda's lightsaber was destroyed so there's a little bit of a retcon going on there but it's definitely possible that maybe yoda reconstructed a new one or maybe we're just you know maybe we're not sticking to the comic so perfectly which doesn't bother me necessarily but that may bother you but I'm okay with it. I'm getting Yoda's lightsaber here, live action again, really cool. So, so Luke offers Yoda's lightsaber or the Beskar chainmail armor, but he can only choose one. If he chooses the armor, he returns to the Mandalorian, gives in to attachment to those that he loves, and forsakes the way of the Jedi. If he chooses the lightsaber, he will be the first student of Luke's academy to become a great Jedi and may never see the Mandalorian again because of his age. Like, Grogu, age is so slow. And I have to say, and Michael, you were talking on this earlier, saying that Luke has no idea how to train Jedi. I, this is one of those moments where as a viewer, I hated this. Like, I hated Luke giving Grogu, forcing grogu to make a choice but i loved it at the same time as far as a storytelling perspective okay because luke love it or not by the time the sequel trilogy comes around luke has failed this is the start of luke failing he is going back to everything that the jedi did before that got them in this mess in the first place Okay, that is why Luke is forcing Grogu to make this choice. Michael, you said it earlier, because that's the training that he received. He's just copying it. That's all he knows. But, and and something I struggled with too, is Luke should know better. He's got attachment to Han and Leia. Like, why is he telling Grogu that he can't be connected with Din Djarin? Because he's so connected with, with Han and Leia was one of my thoughts. But then I remembered, we're building up toward the sequels. Luke is going to fail. He believes that he was going to be successful just because he was Luke Skywalker. And th- this is planting that seed. Um, that's just my thoughts on it, though. Um, and I'm very interested to see what Grogu chooses. I, personally, I'm still mentally trying to come up with a way as to how Grogu can do both. Um, maybe Luke eventually realizes that it's okay for him to do both somehow some way because I really want to see Grogu with the lightsaber I really want to see Grogu with the Beskar chainmail and I really want to see Grogu with Din Djarin. those three things I really want to see I don't want it to be one of those moments where he only gets one of them so we'll see how this develops I would love to hear your theories on it though but let's go to the chat Let's go to the chat real quick. Tim says, what's up? Glad you're here, Tim. Uh, Derpy Gaming says Filoni is a god. Uh, Filoni did a phenomenal job writing this episode and directing it, by the way. Rafa says, it's normal that Filoni always... chance some details of the comics or books so like kind of flirts the line there rafa yeah i agree uh michelle i want grogu to choose the lightsaber then eventually gets the armor too like it's a test to see if he's quote-unquote too attached i like that And, and see i think that's kind of what i'm thinking of too maybe it's just a mental test from luke but also again in the back of my mind i'm thinking about how luke eventually fails maybe this is just the seeds Luke, I feel like asking this isn't very fair, but that makes sense as far as the uh, plot line of Luke Skywalker. Love it or not, it's coming where Luke messes up because he has to mess up in order for the events of, of the sequel trilogy to occur, right? So that's just something that we got to come to grips with. But I, again, I said it earlier in the episode, I love these connective tissue that, that we get to the sequels here. I know, again, some of you don't want it, but I'm loving it. But you let me know what you think of this moment. Gosh, I can't wait to see what happens. And maybe we will see in the uh, prediction live stream on Tuesday next week at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. By the way, our final prediction episode. So let's make it the biggest one yet. We'll see um, where this is headed. We'll see if 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 I'm leaning toward lightsaber. Or if I'm leaning toward Beskar. Currently, I'm still 50-50. And currently, I'm like uh, Michelle. I want there to be a way that we find out that he gets both. Uh, But maybe that's just just too uh, wishful of thinking. Okay, that wraps up the Jedi Academy planet plotline. A lot of stuff went down. Ahsoka, R2-D2. Uh, Jedi Academy being built, Luke, Grogu, phenomenal, uh, phenomenal, folks, phenomenal. Okay, let's go to plot line number two. We are back on Tatooine. Dinjarin arrives at Boba's palace. As he walks in Boba's palace, Boba, Finnick, Mods, and Kersantan are planning their next moves as the Pikes are planning to make a move on Boba's territory and the Crime Lord families. As the crime lord families remain low, Uh, wanted to point out that in the background, uh, the major Domo is chained up, so he's still alive and well. He doesn't get killed by the Rancor like I thought he was going to in this episode. And Din Djarin then offers claims that he can help with foot soldiers. And this is the only moment that we see Boba Fett. So let me go back to this poll that I threw up for our live viewers here at the beginning of this stream. And the question was simple. Are you bothered by the lack of Boba Fett in the book of Boba Fett? Uh, 33% of you currently have yes. 67% of you currently have no. Um, Relatively honestly, I think that I'm not surprised by that at all. I have a feeling, though, honestly, that if we had, like, more votes, maybe it would be more so 50-50, but we just had another vote in there to where it was now 30% yes and 70% no. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's actually um, more so people are just not bothered by it at all than than what I'm actually thinking, but who knows? Maybe I'm just reading and watching just the wrong people online because all I'm seeing right now are people complaining about the lack of Boba Fett. Maybe – maybe you're like me and, and you're just glad that we're getting great Star Wars because that's what these past two weeks have been. These past two weeks have been phenomenal Star Wars, in my opinion. So I'm okay with it, honestly. Um, okay. Uh, Michelle says, like everyone says, Boba just standing, observing, not talking. Most Boba Fett thing he could do. Ooh, I've seen that online too. Like what we've gotten from Boba Fett the past two weeks is so on par with Boba Fett in the original trilogy. Like, he's just in the background. He, he's there. He's intimidating. He's cool. Uh, and whenever he does something or whenever he says something, it'll be important. Okay? So we just need to have some patience. Maybe next week, uh, definitely next week during the finale, we'll get some incredible moments from Boba Fett. All right. Let's keep going in the episode here. Din Djarin flies out to Moss Pelgo where a new hotshot deputy isn't pleased with his parking. Uh, I knew as soon as this hotshot deputy came into play, I, I was off about this dude. I knew something probably bad was going to happen with him. Uh, and Cobb Vanth and Din Djarin come face-to-face again. Really cool uh, because, the, in my opinion, the premiere of season two of The Mandalorian was fantastic. So it was, it was great to see these two characters come face-to-face Again, Dinjarin then buys Cobb Vanth a drink and tries to convince Cobb Vanth to lead a garrison against the Pikes. Uh, It's revealed in conversation that Mos Pelgo is now called Freetown by the Citizens, which it's actually, correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm sure RFB, if you're still with me live, you can correct me if I'm wrong. But I believe Freetown is what they called it in the Aftermath series when we initially, in canon, met Cobb Vanth for the first time. Uh, so that is a great connection to canon material that the citizens have now uh, decided to call it Freetown. Absolutely love that, if that is the case. Uh, Cobb Vanth ends up saying that he will see what he can do. And as Din Djarin leaves, Cobb Vanth tells the bartender to get the word out to get all men and women of fighting age to come to town for a meeting saying that the problem might become theirs after they hear what he has to say. I feel like what he has to say we might actually end up seeing, uh, but I feel like what he was going to have to say was the fact that he saw these pikes on the outskirts of Mospelgo Pelgo, Freetown, just the other day. So I feel like he was going to share with them that they were coming. I think he got it. I think he understood that, that he understood what Din Djarin was saying, that, yeah, sure, right now the pikes aren't your problem but they're going to be your problem. If Boba Fett can't handle them, if Boba, Boba Fett can't contain them and get rid of them, then they're coming, dude. And I think Cobb Vanth understood that. And I think Cobb Vanth's next steps and next goal was to convince the citizens of that. Okay, and Rafa and RFB both are saying that, yes, Freetown is from aftermath. So like I said, great connections there. Okay, here is. The next incredible moment of this episode, and I'm going to pause, take a sip of drink because it's an incredible moment uh, to discuss. I want to make sure that I am ready and prepared to discuss. LaCroix, by the way, and I'm sure some people, some of you probably don't like LaCroix. It's the great, great podcast drink, folks. Great podcast drink. It's got the bubbly, but it, but it, it doesn't make you burp, too, though, you know, because you don't want to burp on a podcast. That's just crazy. Anyway, anyway. So, Cad Bane, the silhouette, you can see it from a mile away. Cad Bane begins approaching to the town as all of the villagers go inside, except Cobb Vanth and the Hotshot deputy. This was Western at its core. Western at its core. And it was fan. Fantastic. By far the best Western moments in a Star Wars story to date. And then we finally get to see Cad Bane fully in live action. And I have to say, okay, I do have to say my initial reactions. I got to be honest with you guys. When I first saw Cad Bane, I thought, man, isn't he a little bit too light blue here? Like, shouldn't he be a little bit more royal ish blue? like a little bit of darker blue. But then I had the thought, you know what? Um, Cad Bane's pretty old at this moment. I feel like his skin is probably not as bright and as refreshed as it once was. So I got over that immediately. And then everything else, perfect. It looked phenomenal, sounded phenomenal. He was voiced by the same voice actor that does Cad Bane in The Clone Wars in Bad Batch in every animated appearance that Cobb Manth has ever been so the live action appearance of Cad Bane sorry I feel like I just said Cobb Manth. the live action appearance of Cad Bane Michelle you just said it terrifying and and that was a test of mine not a test but something that I was curious uh I mentioned earlier I watched the episode a second time with my wife My wife has never watched the animated shows, so she is a great read for me to see where the live action, where your casual fan would land on this stuff. And when she saw Cad Bane, you know, first thing I asked her was, what did you think of this new character to her, Cad Bane? And Michelle, I believe she used the first, the word that you just used there, terrifying. And in my opinion, that's a win. If, if you're able to portray Cad Bane as terrifying to somebody that has no clue of Cad Bane's past, then you did a great job of portraying that animated character in live action. So bravo. And wow, it, it still I, I still haven't wrapped my head around Cad Bane being in live action. I haven't even wrapped my head around this entire episode, and it's been a day and a half, almost two days at this point. But man, this moment was so cool. We get this Western showdown. Cad Bane offers to match Cobb Vanth, the same as Fett, and all they have to do is stand down and stay out of it. And his quote is: "Boba Fett." A quote from him is: "Boba Fett is a cold-blooded killer who worked for the Empire." Cobb Vanth tells Cad Bane to get the pikes off of Tatooine, and something interesting, guys. Cobb. Or, or Cad Bane, excuse me, Cad Bane says you should have never gotten rid of your armor. Question, how does Cad Bane know that Cobb Vanth had armor? Okay, that is something that I will definitely be coming back to in our Tuesday prediction. How in the world, because Cobb Vanth hasn't left Mos Pelgo or Freetown with that armor. He, he has been there and only there since he got it from the Jawas. How in the world would Cad Bane know that uh, Cobb Vanth should have never gave up his armor? We'll talk about that next Tuesday. I got some thoughts, um, particularly maybe with Cad Bane in a flashback. I'll leave that tease. Uh, We'll see. We will see. But of course, this hotshot deputy makes the first move. Cobb Vanth gets shot and he gets shot in the shoulder so I fully believe that he is still alive the deputy gets absolutely wrecked the deputy gets killed and Cad Bane says Tatooine belongs to the syndicate and as long as the spice keeps flowing everyone will be left alone so like I said I believe that Cobb Vanth survives. I think he's going to end up waking up because they mentioned, you know, as the villagers came up to him, they mentioned, Oh, let's get a med pack, something like that. They didn't even worry about the deputy. They know the deputy's dead. The the deputy is out. He is stone cold out. But in this, if you're on YouTube, if you're watching with me live, or you're watching on the playback, you can see, I've got a screenshot, a screen cap here of where Cobb Vanth gets hit. It is 1000% on the shoulder And I'm 1000% saying that he survives. And I honestly, I expect Cobb Vanth next week. And and I know that's a prediction. Maybe, maybe I'm leaning too much into uh, next Tuesday. I think Cobb Vanth is showing up. I think Cobb Vanth uh, rallies some citizens. And I think that Cobb Vanth comes to aid of Boba Fett, something that I know some of you out there watching with me live said with me, even though DJ, I'm looking at you, you told us no to Cobb Vanth, even though I eventually think that uh, we convinced you a little bit. Um, But yeah, we're getting it, I think. We'll see though. Uh, But I'm glad that they did that. I'm glad that they made Cad Bane, they displayed that Cad Bane was more skilled and better at, at, you know, being a bounty hunter, shooting, drawing, all those things. But they also still made the decision to keep Cobb Vanth alive because he's too cool of a character. If Cobb Vanth had died, I would have been so bummed, so bummed if uh, Cobb Vanth hadn't seen the light of day after this episode. But he's coming back, folks. Uh, don't, don't, don't fret, don't fret, he's coming back, okay, let me know what you thought of this shootout, Uh, I don't want to say too much more about it, because I feel like if I do, I'll get too much into my predictions, but I I have already teased it, though, I do think Cad Bane flashbacks might be coming in our finale, and I think that'll make the showdown eventually more satisfying, because I still Don't understand how Cobb Vanth knows. Well, I have a headcanon answer right now. How Cobb Vanth knew about, uh, sorry, how Cad Bane knew about Cobb giving up his armor. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay. At the sanctuary, we suddenly go to the sanctuary where two pikes walk in with a Camtono. They order some drinks and they refuse a helmet cleaning. And then suddenly, when the drinks are being brought to them, they walk out, we cut to Garza Fwip one last time, and the sanctuary blows up. Now, obviously, something that I'd said throughout this season didn't happen. I, felt like, I feel like now it's confirmed that Garza Fwip was just a really cool character uh, to try to set the stakes and, and set the the scenes and the tone and the mood of Moss Espa. But now that Garcef Whip has been eliminated, killed, she, she met her end. Um, I don't think that there was anything bigger going on with her. It's unfortunate that she has passed. I really enjoyed that character. But I think that, again, it's just raising the stakes for next week's finale. But I have to mention this. I didn't notice it. Maybe it was there throughout this series so far, but I didn't notice it until this episode. Garza Flip has like this scar or this cut kind of on her um, neck a little bit. I don't know what that's from. I don't know if it's already been there. Maybe those of you that have a better eye than me uh, have noticed it. And if it has been there, please let me know. But I'm curious. Uh, I wouldn't be against a, a Garza Flip comic line or maybe a novel line or heck maybe a animated plot line in the bad batch or something just something to get more of a history lesson of that character and to see you know her impact on the star wars uh franchise the skywalker saga the the story you know what i'm trying to say uh and yes rfb says r.i.p the sanctuary and i hope I hope uh, Max uh, got out of there. I have a feeling that he's not in there anymore because uh, they didn't show him. So I theorize that you know he's still alive. So you know we're still going to have that uh, sick keyboard drum player there. So we'll we'll see what comes of this uh, sanctuary blowing up. I think it's just setting the stakes of of first of all finally showing the pikes are pretty intimidating and scary, but also giving boba fett reason to act uh and finally in the finale we're gonna see boba fett act on this well guys you let me know what you think as far as this episode of the book of boba fett because we have now ran through every single thing so if there's anything else that you guys with me live want to discuss throw it in the chat probably here in the next two minutes because i am going to um you know say some things just to plug and get us out of here but type in the chat anything that you want me to address anything that you want me to say here in the next minute or two so tuesday will be our final prediction stream so make sure you're here bring the heat bring the heavy predictions i want to hear them um, at 6 p.m central standard time exclusively on youtube if you have only been Uh, listening on the podcast platform, try your hardest, try your best to be here on Tuesday uh, for our prediction episode, because I would really like to, you know, just go all out with it since it'll be the last one for the book of Boba Fett. I really want to have some fun with you guys, because I appreciate all of you that have been watching with me live throughout this show, throughout this series. So let's make next Tuesday's prediction stream the biggest of them yet. Uh, and then also, if you want to hear more from me, more from DJ, join our Discord. It's in the link in the description of wherever you are listening to us. Follow us: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at Mando Talk. We are on all of those platforms, and we love discussing with you guys. And, of course, on Thursday next week, we'll do our spoiler discussion of the finale. And, as always, at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. So we always got some great things going on here. And don't forget, Star Wars Podcast Day is next week. We will have some content for you guys on that as well. Okay, let me go to the chat one final time here. Let's see uh, maybe if we've got some submissions here. Um, RFB says, might there be a survivor of the sanctuary? I don't think there is. I think that everyone in that sanctuary at this point have have been wiped. Um, But RFB elaborated and said someone to tell Boba they blew it up. I think that, you know, they've made a point now that uh, mods have have kind of been on the streets of Moss Espa trying to inform Boba and let Boba know of everything that's going on. So I feel like if people if somebody's gonna inform Boba, it's gonna be those mods. So I'm still of the opinion that number one, no one survived that that uh bomb, that Camtono bomb. And and number two, Boba gets informed by the mods. Uh let's see. Rafa says this could be the real end of Max Rebo. I don't see, I don't think so. They didn't show him for a reason. And I think they did that on purpose. I think they want to continue to have Max Rebo as far as a uh, Easter egg for maybe things in the future. Anytime there's a cantina scene, I think we might see Max. So I, I think he's uh, I think he's still around. I think he's still kicking it. Uh, Brock eighty five, what's up, Brock? Glad to see you here. Says I wish Cad Bane was with Boba. You wish you were, they were working together. I can see that, but honestly, I I like the. I like the confrontation that's brewing between the two, and I and I think, um, gosh, I can't say it. That's getting into predictions. I think we'll, I think we'll get, uh, I think we'll get some more stuff with Cad Bane and Boba. Maybe, uh, I'll say it. I think we'll get Cad Bane, Boba flashback somehow. I think maybe somebody will be saying something uh, as far as just elaborating on their past, and maybe we cut to. Uh, and this is something D- I don't want to steal DJ's thunder. DJ said this earlier in the series. He thinks that Daniel Logan is coming back as Boba Fett in a flashback with Cad Bane. It would be cool if in this next episode, in this finale, that uh, Cobb Vanth, geez, I keep saying Cobb Vanth, that Cad Bane and Boba Fett come face to face with, you know, the dinged in the helmet. Uh, moment and it's actually revealed that Daniel Logan is playing the young Boba Fett and and just that elaboration that story being told uh, as maybe Boba's informing Din of who this guy is or something like that I think that's certainly a possibility so we'll see Brock we'll see about as far as Cad Bane and Boba being with each other who knows I think currently they're definitely going head to head with each other Uh, Michelle says great show and great chatting with you all absolutely thank you for being here Michelle Uh, rfb tell your friends to come get in here absolutely share tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to be here on tuesday for our next prediction stream of the finale Uh, tim i think he'll take the armor and he will leave the jedi academy and be spared the wrath of kylo ren tim i didn't even think about that i did not even think about that tim grogu has got to get out of there if he's not going to be killed by ben solo That is phenomenal analysis. That is a great call there, Tim. I think that does lean toward Grogu taking the armor. Now I'm still leaning toward Michelle really wanting Grogu uh, to somehow end up getting both. But I like where your head is at, Tim. He's going to have to get out of there if he's not going to be killed. By Ben Solo. Brock 85, what about Grogu with Luke? They confirmed that he will have a yellow lightsaber and Grogu might take Yoda's lightsaber. What about Grogu with Luke? They confirmed that he will have a yellow lightsaber and Grogu might take Yoda's lightsaber. I believe, Brock, you are referencing the poster that came out maybe back in the summer where there was that, you know, Kyber crystal that that Luke was, you know, lifting up through the Force or something like that. I feel like that that may have just been really cool promotional material. I don't know if there's actually going to be a yellow lightsaber, but maybe you are onto something, Brock, with that poster because there's always intent and purpose with every decision that Lucasfilm and Filoni, Favreau, Kathleen Kennedy uh, make. So we'll see if there is anything that comes of that. But I hope you're right, Brock. I hope that Grogu does take Yoda's lightsaber. I still really hope that we somehow get both um, because that's just, that's just what I want. You should cater to my wants. No, I'm just kidding. I just want a good story. And so far we're getting a good story. And, um, I hope that you, um, viewed this episode of mando talk is good. And I appreciate you being here. I appreciate everybody listening. I appreciate you, um, indulging and listening to my awful voice throughout this entire hour. Um, DJ, obviously doing fatherly duties, completely understand. Um, and he'll be on whenever he can be on and and we'll continue to have some fun here at Mando talk. Quick update. The poll question that we have referenced throughout this episode says, are you bothered by the lack of Boba Fett in the book of Boba Fett? 42% are now saying yes. 58% are now saying no. So the more people that are coming in here, the closer we are to getting 50 50. So we'll see uh, how the finale maybe changes our perspective about the about Boba Fett being in the book of Boba Fett, but all right, guys, let's get out of here. I appreciate all the live chat submissions. You guys make the show. So continue to bring that same energy as we wrap up one final week of the book of Boba Fett. And until then, I hope you have a blessed weekend. And as always, guess what? You know, it, we have spoken.